Hey guys, I'm Rain, and welcome to Web Chats, where we find the most interesting people on the internet and bring them on to hear their stories. Some of the topics we cover can be funny, interesting, maybe even a little weird, and we do get into some pretty heavy topics, things like substance abuse, suicide, sex abuse, domestic violence. So a quick trigger warning, if you're sensitive to any of those things, you're going to want to think about that before you proceed with any of our episodes, because sometimes it comes up a little bit unexpectedly. If you hear me giving advice to anybody on the show, it's just coming from my own personal experiences and it's coming from my heart, but I am not a trained professional. I've been through a lot in my life. I've seen a lot. I've known a lot of people, so I have a lot to pull from, but I am not a trained professional. The last thing before we get into the show is I want to share a few resources that may be useful for you or somebody you know. So the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is 800-273-8255. The National Child Abuse Hotline. 800-422-4453 and 24-hour drug and alcohol abuse support line including an optional 24-hour admittance to rehab is 877-987-6071. Okay, now let's get into the show. Web chats connected. Hey everybody, welcome back to Web Chats. I'm Rain. Thank you again for joining me. I'm having a great time producing the show with my sister. And I know that these episodes don't come out on time. So if you're one of the loyal few who are actually waiting at 5 a.m. on Tuesday for these things to come out, I'm so sorry. I'm just going to be honest. I've been super, super busy with other stuff. I have four different projects going on right now. This one is my passion project and it should take priority. But unfortunately, sometimes business stuff has to happen and won't wait. And... uh, So there's only so much that I can do. Um, But that's another reason why it'd be awesome if you guys would sign up for the Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash webchats, you can sign up for just $2.99. And at some point, maybe actually I can hire some help with some of the editing and stuff that it takes to produce this podcast. And then they'll start coming out on time. But until then, I'm going to do the very best that I can to try to get them out a little bit earlier. I've been getting your complaint messages and it actually is um, heartwarming that you care. So thank you. Uh, That being said... Today's conversation is the strangest conversation that I've ever had. And if you're listening, Yvette, that is no disrespect. I just have to be honest. This is one of the most odd things I have ever heard of in my life. And I asked people, I actually asked a few people that I know that are into like weird conspiracy stuff and fringe things and all this stuff. And even they had never heard of gang stalking before. If you have not heard of gang stalking, well, you have now, and you're about to hear a bit more, and uh, it's it's um, it's something. It is something. I, it, or it's nothing. <laughs> I don't know. You make the decision after listening to this conversation with Yvette. Um, it's basically this. There are people out there who believe... Now, when you first hear gang stalking, you think, at least I thought, like something to do with gangs. Like, this is gangs stalking somebody. That's not what it is. Gang stalking is government operatives, a big network of them, who are stalking random, innocent individuals for no apparent reason, doing odd things, like leaving little trinkets in their house, following them and doing weird shit on the freeway. I don't know. Whatever weird shit... For, for to no end for a long time for no reason and apparently trying to make them snap mentally now 
If you're like me, when you first hear that, the first thing you're thinking is, bullshit. That's the first thing I thought. But here's the thing, guys. There's about 100,000 people out there on that Facebook group who all claim to share very similar experiences. Now, one of two things is going on. Either there is a network or group of people who are all clinically insane, who have all found each other and they're sharing the same delusion together, or, as odd as it sounds, there's some merit to this. She talks about MKUltra. She says she was a victim of MKUltra. I don't know a lot about it, but I'm starting to look at it, and apparently there is some evidence that there was a CIA uh, program where they would perform weird-ass experiments on unknowing random citizens, sometimes illegally. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This isn't my world. Okay, but it is now, I guess. So, really quick, before we get into this, I'll share a couple of the things that Yvette posted, and then you can hear it and you can decide for yourself. Okay, so here's what she said. I'm on mental health conservatorship, and I shouldn't be, but I am, and trying to get off of it, but my public defender won't call me back or respond to my emails, and when I actually saw him, he said he won't use my own evidence from my own therapist, and highly doubt he will let me use my own witnesses. Does anyone know, in writing, what my rights are and who I can contact? I'm in Los Angeles, California. Here's another... (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Here's another one. (laughs) Fuck. Okay. Here's another one. Okay. Hi. I'm an MKUltra victim. I get beaten up every day and the police won't help me because they are involved. Can anyone help me? I'm in Los (laughs) Angeles. Why does she keep saying she's in Los Angeles? Okay, fuck it. Listen to it. Thank you. Enjoy my conversation with Yvette. Looks like your audio is still connecting. There it is. Oh. You there? Yeah. Is this Rain? Yeah, this is Rain. How are you? Hi, I'm okay. How are you? Good, good. Thank you so much. I'm sorry that uh, I had you waiting a little bit. I had so much going on today. That's okay. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Um, so your story is, uh, is quite interesting. My sister is our producer and, uh, she does all of our casting for the most part. And when she shared some of the details about your story with me, just a little bit, kind of some of the posts from the Facebook group and whatnot, um, I was really intrigued and kind of shocked. And I think the thing that shocks me the most is where you said, um, that you get poisoned every day and you're surprised that you're still alive. I don't know if that's the right place to start or or what, because your story has so many facets to it, but where do you think we should start on this? Yeah, so I, um, I, I'm a part of, she probably found me on a targeted individual group. Okay. That targeted individuals are, are people who've been uh, gang stalked. Mm-hmm. 
And um, if you if anybody starts to Google gang stalking, they'll see uh, that it is um, it is it's there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us targets, and there's probably like over a hundred thousand, even more than that, in the U.S. And everybody gets different types of um, punishment, I guess. And so for me, I, I tend to get poisoned and drugged. And so that happens if I uh, go out to eat or if I order a coffee or um, it was happening at the grocery stores at one point, which sounds kind of crazy. But when they started, I, I found out about this in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I was living alone in an apartment and I started to get these break-ins in my apartment. And I had break-ins a little bit before that when I was living out of state, Mm -hmm. but I just moved back to Los Angeles and I had these weird metal objects that were, um, that were appearing in my apartment and I didn't know what was happening. And I just kept you know, I would, I would leave, I would come home and there'd be more metal objects that would be in weird places, like in my laundry or out, there would be like long nails outside of my door and they would place these objects all over my house, all over my apartment. And I didn't understand what was happening. And then they would steal things and then they would bring them back. But most of the time they would, um, they would steal things. And then a couple days later, a couple of days later I would end up finding it and so uh, I I did it was kind of like mind tricking and I didn't know what was happening and I talked to a friend of mine and she's the one who told me that I was being gang stalked and she told me to look it up and then I started to get pretty upset because I was picturing the last four years before that and all the weird things that were happening in my life when I was living at a state and I didn't know that I was getting gang stalked then I had two stalking appearances that happened in 2009 when I was at work and at school I had a guy like hit me outside uh, above my head on the back of my head he was following me into my school library Mm -hmm. and he hit me outside the back of my head and he was saying all these weird things to me that were kind of like hitting on me in, in, in a way, but I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, well, LA is really weird. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that come out out of nowhere. I'm, I'm used to it. You know, yeah. who knows, who knows why they, who knows why the guy was following me or stalking me. Right. So, um, so fast forward. And Hold on. No, 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 no. We can't fast forward. I have so many questions for you. <laughs> oh, we can't fast forward. I have so many questions. Okay. Uh, so let's start with this first. If we go back, how did you know people were breaking into your house? Uh, Cause it, they were, they were leaving these metal objects. So it wasn't me who was leaving them. So that's why What kind of metal objects. What did they look like? Uh, they looked like washers, like circle washers, and they would be like nails. Okay. Um, and they looked like uh, they looked like uh, things that you would 
I, I don't know something you can get from the hardware store. I'm not a I'm not a guy. I don't know how they got it. Got <laughs> it. Have tools and and it was and like random nails and tools and stuff got like it. that. Got it. So so Amber and I were actually just googling. You said Google it, and Amber and I were just googling gang stalking right before you and I got on this call. And I'll read it back because I had never heard of this before. And so I'm going to assume that most of the audience has never heard of this. Maybe I'm in the dark, but I'm looking at it right now on Google. So if you Google it and it says, what is gang stalking? Gang stalking victims describe complex systems financed by the U.S. government, employing civilian volunteers, government agents, contractors, and often dangerous ex-convict felons to harass people. So what you're saying, that sounds accurate? Yeah. So what you're saying is essentially that the government is employing people to harass you. Yeah. And there are thousands and thousands of people that they're doing this to, you say? Yeah. And I end up getting hit pretty hard, I think, with the poisoning and the drugs. Because if you talk to other targets, they don't really talk about that. I think I ended up getting really hard because I'm, I'm sensitive. And they were seeing me react to it pretty, pretty, um, pretty loudly. I was getting really sick. Like I had rashes on my body. I had rashes on my face. I had, in, I was getting internal bleeding at one point where I had to go to the hospital and, I, and no one would, no one would help me. And I kept, what did um, you, what did they say when you went to the hospital? So you went and you told to them lock, you were being poisoned and what did they say? They tried to lock me up in a psych ward. They, when they're they when, when they're when they're poisoning you, you said they're poisoning you at. I, I'm sorry, I got to slow this down because I want to make sure I really understand it. So I apologize. You said yeah. they were poisoning you at the grocery store, and and you said in your food at home. Yeah. So I how, think how when, do they poison you at the grocery store? That's the hard one for people to realize. So I think when they were hitting me pretty hard, they um they would they would get the product. They must. The only way for them to do it at the grocery store is to do it to the product, to do it to the products that I typically buy. Mm-hmm. They probably go in and either they talk to the grocery store people or they do it off camera. I'm not sure how they got it, but all I know is that when I would go to the grocery store and I would eat food, I would get really sick. I would get the rashes on on my face. I would use their products and I would have uh, contact dermatitis. So I had to go to the dermatologist to figure out what was happening with my face. Mm -hmm. And I used the same, I didn't change up my products that much. So I wasn't getting, I don't think I was getting allergic reactions. I think I was just the, the things that were happening were so extreme that I, they, they had to have been tampering with it. I don't know how else that so let's, and so let's, and, and so I, I appreciate all this so much. I have I still so many questions. So now the next thing I want to know is this, and this is an obvious question. Why do you think the government would do this to you? I think, um, I think they saw me as an easy target. I think I was like, I used to look different than what I do now. I used to be a fitness model. Mm-hmm. And I used to be a personal trainer. And I think at the time, um, they probably saw me as like a fun, happy blonde who is just who is just walking around, you know, happy about life. And mm-hmm. they probably just wanted to 
they wanted to hurt me. I also became a Christian around the same time that it was happening. And I think if, if you look up deeper about the gang stalking, a lot of them are devil worshipers and they worship Satan and they do like satanic rituals. And I think they probably just saw me as somebody who was going towards God and they wanted to stop me. Like, I don't know why else somebody would, would go out of their way to pick somebody that was, you know, a a happy person. Mm. So, so basically you're saying that it's at random for the most part, you're saying it's at random. There's no, there's no incident. There's nothing particular about you that would be of interest to the government. You're just saying you were a fun, happy person. You were uh, going towards, you know, some sort of spirituality and they wanted to just hurt you because they're devil worshipers. And I'm not, I'm not saying this in a condescending way or trying to discredit you. I'm just trying to understand exactly what you're saying. So is that what you feel? I mean, I, I think that's what had happened. I was working at um, the suicide prevention center as a counselor, like a volunteer counselor. You were, you were a counselor at a suicide spot, suicide prevention hotline. Okay. And I think, um, I think they're linked up to the mental health system because when I ended up getting thrown into the psych wards, um, they ended up torturing me pretty bad. How so? How so? Oh, it was horrendous. I got, what had happened was I was calling the police to get help so much that finally, um, I called, uh, I also called a social worker to come have an appointment with me to my, to my house when I was telling them I was getting poisoned and drugged and I needed somebody to help me. And, um, police came and they took me away and they said, well, I'm, I, I have to go with them. And I said, I, I, I'm not a danger to myself. I'm not a danger to somebody else and I'm not gravely disabled. And that's the three things that they can, the police can take you away for. And mm-hmm. I found that out from a lawyer when I ended up going um, to the hospital to get blood work for my, for my drugging. I went, that's what the, that's what the lawyer ended up telling me that I don't have to go to the psych ward or they can't lock you up for those three reasons. Mm -hmm. So I told them they can't lock me up and they did it anyway. And they took me away and they held me for a long time. Where? I went to the I went to UCLA Harbor, UCLA Mm -hmm. for a couple days. And then they transferred me to, to Delamo hospital in Torrance did they give you therapy? Did they give you medication? What did they do while you were in the, the mental hospital? They gave me medication. I refused to take it because I know that it's toxic. Mm-hmm. And they forced it on me with a court order. They said I had to take the medication. If I didn't take the medication, I was going to get injected. What were they saying about you? What were they? Di- did they try to diagnose you with anything? Yeah. They diagnosed me with schizophrenia. And they didn't even give me any, like, any, any therapy. They didn't give me any treatment with the psychiatrist. They didn't talk to me in a nice way. They were just harassing me the whole time I was there. So I was inside my, inside my bed. Can you still hear me? Absolutely. Oh, okay. 
So I was inside my bed just hiding from everybody. As soon as I would walk outside, I would get followed by the other people that were there. And they would, um, sometimes they, they use little, uh, gassings on me while I was there. So they would spray like a spray of gas around me when I would be walking. And then I was getting, um, poisoned and I was not getting poisoned at Delamo. I got poisoned at UCLA, but I got drugged at Delamo in my food supply. So they were drugging me in my food supply and then they were drugging me outside of it. I had to take, um, I had to take pills. And then one day I was afraid to take a pill because they switched it on me. What they do is they switch it on you and they don't even, um, they don't even tell you what they're switching it to. They just say, take this pill and this is what you have to do. And you're like, well, I don't know what this is. I don't know what the side effects are. I don't know why I'm taking this pill. I don't want to take the pill. Right. And they just give it to you right, right away. And so they injected me one day in my butt and I screamed and I almost died that night because the injection was so intense that, um, that they had to get the blood pressure machine and make sure like my heart was still pumping and that I was still alive. And it was, it was horrendous. Wow. It seems like a very stressful existence for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I never know what they're going to do to me. They, I went to, I went to get, um, an ultrasound done and they poisoned me in the gel and the ultrasound on my, on my neck, I tried to, um, I had a bad chiropractor adjustment. And so I went to get an ultrasound and they had done that to me and I had to take a shower immediately because I didn't know what, how long it was going to last for, um, the poison on my skin. I didn't know what it was going to do to me. In March of last year, you posted, I'm an MK ultra victim. I get beaten up every day and the police won't help me because they are involved. I don't remember posting that, but probably. So, um, I am an, I am an ultra MK ultra victim. That's what the, the name is. If you look up the movie conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. you'll find, um, you'll find the details of what happens to MK ultra victims. I mean, it was a pretty intense movie, but basically they do, they discredit you. They harass you. They like to lock people up in psych wards so that they can experiment on them. It's all an experimentation game. So it's like, how can they hurt you emotionally? And then how can they hurt you physically? And a lot of it is, emotional harassment so they try to do um things that'll get a rise out of you so you can have some kind of a break i um i'm not a psychiatrist um and so it's not for me to be in the place to say or make any type of a diagnosis about anybody um and i'm sure you've heard this before but a lot of what you're describing does sound like what I have heard about schizophrenic episodes. Do you agree with that or no? No. No. 
but it does. And I can almost see how, even if that's not what's going on, do you see where, how maybe people get to that place where they say that's what that, like where they try to diagnose you that way? Does that, do you see why they do that? Because it kind of fits that, fits that framework a little bit. I mean, it's not, I had internal bleeding. I had, mm-hmm. I had, I was bleeding from my front and my back. Mm-hmm. I was, I had um, rashes on my face, which I had dermatologists to confirm. Really? I had, yeah, I had, it was peeling all over. It looked like, I don't even know what it, it looked like a monster. And I had rashes on my arms. I had gassings. I had this gray clay that was on my face and my neck and I couldn't get it off from all the gassings that were happening to me. Where I had where where, where, where were they gassing you at home? Um, or just when you would go out. When I would go out and when I would use my car at the time. And, and you would get gassed in your car. Yeah, through it probably when I would turn on the air the air conditioning unit. There's probably something in in that. That's what I'm assuming because I didn't know how else like I got it on my face and my neck, but it wouldn't come off. And then I had, um, I had drug, like drug sample from urgent care and they found drugs in my system and I don't do drugs. I never have. So they didn't find it at the ER because I think that it was smudged at that time. Those are the people that tried to lock me up in the psych ward. Um, But when I, when I got it at the, the urgent care, they found drugs in my system. Do you know what drugs they found? They found THC in my system. Okay. And you believe the government drugged you with THC? I believe somebody did. It was, it was mm-hmm. after I had a Starbucks. I was at Starbucks. And okay. I think somebody put something in the creamer because Mm. I drank it and it was okay. And then I went to get creamer and then that's when I had all of my physical symptoms and that's when I went to urgent care afterwards. Okay. Um, and so on May 6th, which is just like maybe 20 days ago, there's another post and you said, uh, had two gang stalkers today walk fast past me at the exact same time. I walked in an overpass of a building I've been taking these walks with my dad and now they have it down packed where we end up as we take them. So you think they've kind of figured out your route and now, so do you, you have a relationship with your dad? You hang out with your dad a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I hang out with him a lot. Okay. Does he live with you or no? Yeah. He lives with me. Oh, he does. Okay. And what does he say about all this? Oh, they think I'm making it up and that there's no stalkers, but there is, but they think that. I have to, I have to, I have to admit, um, Yvette, that like, I don't know if I'm capable of having this conversation with you for the simple fact that I can't make light of this because it's not funny to me. And, um, I'm trying, I'm having a hard time figuring out where to take this conversation because I'm not going to try to use you for entertainment. I do feel like you're struggling from some sort of a, a, a mental health issue. 
I really think that you need to get some help because I think what you're dealing with probably feels very scary. And I feel, I feel for you. I I wish there was something I could do to help you, but I can tell that you have this wall up and you're determined that anybody who tells you you need help is part of the, what, whoever's out to get you. I think that's what you're going to think. If but I tell why, you. So why did you contact me if you knew that I was part of a targeted individual program? I didn't know what the story was about. I wanted to get the story. I wanted to understand it more. But I have to admit, the way that you describe it, it just doesn't sound possible. It doesn't sound, re- it doesn't sound real. I'm sorry. To me, it sounds like hallucination. It's not a hallucination. I'm not seeing or hearing things. That's what a hallucination is. I think you are. I think if you think people are walking past you, gassing you, you have gray clay on your face. These things aren't real. Do you have photos? I had gray, I had gray clay. I had photos. Yeah, I had photos. Can you if, can you share any of those photos with me about with gray clay on your face that or, or I don't. I have the one. I I don't have the gray clay. I have the ones where I had the rashes. Okay. Just because you get rashes on your face, everybody does from time to time or at some point, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're being poisoned. This whole premise of the government trying, and I'm, look, I'm, I want I'm not working with the government. I'm not part of anything. Please don't try to like group me with anything. I care about you and I'm a little concerned. I'm very concerned about you, to be honest. And there's no reason why the government would spend time and money to try to harass you for no reason, just because you're blonde and happy. There are millions of blonde, happy people out there. There's no reason for them to I know, I know break into your house and leave that. nails and stuff. This doesn't sound realistic. But it did happen. It was physical. I didn't put the nails there myself. I don't even go to hardware stores. Here's the thing, Yvette, and I'm not, uh, please, I, I'm on your side. Please, I'm, you don't need to defend yourself from me. But what I know about schizophrenia is that these episodes feel so real. That's what a hallucin- hallucination is. You think no, that that's real. not a hallucination. A hallucination okay. is something that you see or can't, or can't hear or hear. Something you hear here. There are hallucinations that you can see, feel, hear, smell, everything. They seem that real and they're not. And that is, I think, actually very typical of schizophrenia. That's the way schizophrenia works. You see things, hear things, feel things, think things, even have interactions with people. None of it exists. It's not real. Your mind is creating it. Have you ever seen this movie, A Beautiful Mind? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was a long time ago, but he's, I think what I remember is he saw people. Everybody's is different. That doesn't mean that whatever his experience was, that yours has to be the same, but that's just an example of how real it was to him. There were complete alternate worlds that he would step in and out of, an entire community of people that he knew that didn't exist. This is the way that, and the, you know, that's not just a hallucination. There are places that he felt like he was. He was running through buildings and places that didn't exist. And so that's what I'm trying to say. I'm, again, I'm not, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a doctor. I'm in no place to diagnose you. But from what I know about schizophrenia and what you're describing to me, I think there's medication that can help. And you're so scared of this medication because you think it's part of this government thing. But let me ask you this. Like if 
what do you what is it that you're trying to protect yourself from it sounds like this world that you're living in is tormenting you already why don't you just say okay let me get a doctor that i can try to trust take this medication and see if it helps me to stop thinking this way and maybe be at peace i don't ever recommend medication to people okay it's not something i believe in either but there are times where medicine can help and I don't know what the proper treatment is for schizophrenia. Again, I'm not a doctor, so who am I to say? But I know that there are people that specialize in that that can help you. And I feel like that's what you're dealing with. It's not. Okay. It, and it may not be. Again, I'm not here to diagnose you. And I definitely didn't bring you on here to try to trick you into anything or discredit you at all. I wanted to hear your story. But as I'm hearing this, it's just very hard to imagine any of this actually happening and for what motive and for why and people drugging you everywhere that you go and gassing you and you know it's 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 a it's just maybe maybe you can't see that that's difficult to to grasp um if you've talked if you reach out to any more targeted individuals they're mm -hmm. all going to sound they're all going to sound out there to you then you're not gonna, you're not gonna listen to any of their stories because when they start talking and you realize, you know, how could the government be doing this to somebody? How mm -hmm. can these people torture them? Mm -hmm. It's gonna, it's gonna sound the same thing to you. And I, and you could be right about that. I need to do more research for sure. So, what do you have any kind of solutions in mind about how you plan on? escaping this kind of attention that you feel you're getting from the government what what do you have you thought about moving to another country where maybe they wouldn't care if you weren't in the united states do you, is this part of is this connected to an administration was this happening to you under the obama administration too or is this just this government or does it not really have anything to do with who's president i don't think it really has anything to do with who's president because if it happened if it started in 2009 for me and I didn't pick up on 2015 and it's still happening now, then, you know, we've had plenty of presidents since then. So I don't think, mm -hmm. I don't think it really matters whose president is there. I think it would matter if one president would wake up to it, but I don't think, I don't think it typically matters. Cause if you talk to the other targets, they, um, they've been, dealing with this for a longer period of time than I have. Mm -hmm. And so they've dealt with other presidents. Got it. Do you think, and, and is this something that's been discussed within your community? What would happen if you moved to another country, say Mexico, Canada, somewhere else? Do you think that this would continue on? So from, from listening to the other targets, um, it sounds like it would be continuing on globally and it sounds like it happens wherever they move. Cause I've talked to other targets and they say they've moved to different places and it's still happening to them. Like if you go into the Facebook groups, um, you know, there's people in London, there's people in Australia, there's people in Canada that report similar things. Um, and they, they got like electronic torture. That's what you'll start to, if you start to read up on it, they get, um, 
electronically harassed a lot. Like what? What does that mean? Like shock? They'll get shocked. Yep. And they'll get, um, they'll get beamed like laser beams. So if, if they're outside or they're driving their car, usually when they're out like at a restaurant or a cafe or something like that, people use their cell phones to beam them or they'll use different like x-ray devices to beam them and they'll have burn holes in their skin and you'll have what? see burn pictures. Holes? Yeah. You'll see pictures online of burn marks on their skin from the laser beams that they end up getting. And I don't know if that sounds out there or not. I don't really get that stuff. (laughs) Yeah. I don't really get that stuff, but I, I believe what they're saying because, um, because too many people are talking about it. Okay. Okay. So, so then it's not just our government that does this, then you believe other governments do it, or do you believe the, our government is perpetrating this against people in other countries? Mm, I don't know. It's a tough call. That's a tough one. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It could, I, I don't, I don't have, I don't know the answer to that one. Is this something where somebody could get, um, is this something where you believe someone could be, uh, seriously harmed, like the, you know, not the light gassings and poisonings and laser beams, but like, will someone be killed? Has people, have people been killed by this organization? People die in our community and they'll put up postings or I'll get emails of people that have died and we don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's as far as it goes. I mean, a lot of it is to torture them to near death. Like there'll be a lot, there's a lot of suicides. Uh, that happened in our community because they can't take the torture anymore. Mm-hmm. So they end up doing that. <sighs> Yvette. Um, do you have any methods that you use to try to protect yourself or to try to like scan your food or test your food before you eat it? Or what, what kind of protective measures have you taken? It's difficult to, to do that because I, I can't scan all my food and I live with people in my house. So I, I, I can't really go to the grocery store and test the food cause I don't have enough money to go get it tested. Cause it costs thousands of dollars to get it tested with like unknown substances. If I knew what I was testing for, I think it would be a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, nearly impossible to go get it tested without having a a large cash flow. And I can't test every single food that I eat all the time. I have to just, you know, hope for the best. If you guys, if you live with your dad and you guys are eating from the same fridge, I assume, then how come he's not being poisoned or is he? Um, they have my, I live with both my parents and they have pretty strong immune systems at one point. They got like my my mom gets like itchy or she'll get kind of sick, but she doesn't blame it on the food. She just says that she's getting sick. Um, I was living alone when a lot of the poisoning that I, when I was getting internal bleeding, I was living alone at that time, mm-hmm. and that's when I was ordering food a lot out because I sold my car, so I was just ordering food in. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that was happening a lot then when I was living alone. Uh, uh, uh. Do you work now or no? 
no, I'm not working now. I'm trying to create a, a nonprofit for, um, for stalking victims mm-hmm. so that other people can, um, for gang stalking victims for no, any type of stalking. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause it, cause it happens all over, you know, just regular stalking victims. Mm-hmm. So I want to create it for females who get stalked and kind of have nowhere to go and don't know where to turn to. And they have to end up like changing their name or changing their identity and they don't know how to do it. So I want to be able to create a, a resource hotline and an eventual um, place where people can have support and, and resources and get protection. Cause once you call the police and you tell them you're being stalked, they don't, they don't do anything. That's true. They don't, they don't go around and they don't support you and they don't come drive by your house to make sure that no one's there. They just let it go. And, and you're kind of like, you're kind of stuck. And if you live alone and you're a female, which a lot of females do, then they have zero resources for you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've, I've spoken with a few uh, women who have been stalked and it's hard to get support from the law enforcement. They're in a tough, they're in a tough spot. Um, because what they would need to do to protect somebody, um, it's difficult without having any evidence. It's kind of, it's, it's, he said, she said a lot of times in terms of what they're acting able to act on. And so I think it becomes difficult for them to go arrest somebody or dedicate resources to patrolling around your house. I think it's, I think it's just very difficult for them. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, but we need to find a way to get better support for people who are being stalked or harassed because what ends up happening is something. They're getting, they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a really tough kind of gray area for the police to try to uh, enforce, but we've got to find a better solution. I agree with you on that. Um, Okay. So, so, so what do you do next from here? What do you do from here? I mean, in terms of, do you think there's any way that you can ever stop this or is this just going to be the rest of your life that this is going to go on? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people who are trying to stop it and they put up flyers or they'll talk to a congressman or they'll um, talk to police. Sometimes they try to avoid the police because they don't want to get locked up in a psych ward. So they, there are people who are reaching out for help. So I'm just waiting for somebody to do something for it to happen. Cause it's a pretty big community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now so you're not thinking about hurting yourself at all. Are you? No. Okay, good. That's good. But is it, are, are they still poisoning you today? Do you feel like it, this is currently going on? Like what's the most recent incident that's happened? Mine gets, um, I get, I've been getting drugged a lot. They, they used to switch it up with poisons and drugs, but I'll end up getting, uh, mostly drugs. Okay. Like street and drugs? It, like what kind of drugs? You don't know? Just how do you know your drugs? I don't, feel weird? I don't, I don't do drugs, but it would mm-hmm. be like, um, it feels like pharmaceutical drugs to be honest. Okay. And, um, they used to do street drugs on me, which would, which would feel a lot, a lot more different from, from pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Cause that's when they found the THC in my system. Mm. 
but it feels like pharmaceuticals. It feels like they're testing products on me. Wow. Wow. Um, geez, what do I say about all this, Yvette? <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you're probably not going to put this on your webcast. <laughs> oh, I, I for sure am. I for sure am. Look. Oh, you are? Yeah, listen. I don't judge oh, any. No. I don't judge anybody, okay? And I don't, I'm not here to judge and, or discredit you. And I don't know anything about gang stalking at all. So whoever does know about gang stalking is probably going to listen to this and hate me because maybe I sound dismissive because it's hard for me to believe, but it is hard to believe. You have to at least acknowledge that, that it's, if it is real, it's hard to believe, right? Only some parts are hard to believe. Nah, I mean, speak for yourself from, from listen, for me, it's all very, very hard to believe. And the reason is, is because I can't understand the motive. I can't understand why the government would waste time and money doing that. The only people that don't understand the motives are the people who have never been hurt in their lives. The people who don't know evil. Because if you, if you were a Christian, let's say, I don't know what you are and I don't care. But if Mm -hmm. you were, Mm -hmm. you would understand how evil people think. And you would know that people do want to harm other people for experimental purposes or for just no reason at all, just to harm them. I mean, if if I talk to an FBI agent who has seen a lot of crap in this world, I mean, if I sat down with them, they would probably be like, okay, let's, let's tear all the pieces and let's work on this together. But when I went to the FBI, they shooed me away. They wouldn't even see me in person. I mean, I can say this, you know, I'll try not to assess you and your assessment of me is a little bit off. I've been through lots and lots of pain, Yvette, lots and lots of pain, more than I thought I could ever bear. And what I figured out from going back and analyzing all the things that happened to me is that people who inflicted pain on me. Most of them were dealing with their own pain inside. There was a perfectly good explanation for it. It may not have been fair or right, but I can understand it. They were going through pain. They had insecurities, whatever, and they were projecting those things on me. There's really only two reasons that I've seen in my life that people inflict pain on others. is either one, they're dealing with their own pain inside, and that's the way they express it is by hurting other people. Misery loves company. Or two, they have mental health issues and don't know what they're doing. I have never seen a sane organization like the government and i use that lightly because don't know if we would always call the government necessarily like saying but i've never seen a person that didn't have insecurities or mental health issues hurt somebody i've never seen that that's what's hard for me to understand i'm not saying i'm not saying that everybody in the government's doing this i'm saying only certain people Mm -hmm. who are who are hiding it do you realize I, I, if there are hundreds of thousands of people around the world and in the United States who are all being targeted by the government, do you realize what a massive undertaking it would be for them to go uh, run all these covert operations and, and, and sneak stuff into the food and gas you and break into your house and do that for hundreds of thousands of people? Do you realize how much money and how many people and how many resources would have to be thrown at that? It's massive. They're doing it to at least 100,000 in the U.S. It has to be. It can't be, realize, less, can't you, be less than that. It sure. may, maybe fit, maybe fit. I, 
I would say after maybe 50,000, if I would say that in the U.S., but I don't know. It could be more. I, I don't know how many they're doing it to. Sure. But they're, and they're probably doing it to the homeless a lot too, or they can't go anywhere. Easy and I targets. know, yeah. And I know they, because as soon as, as soon as a mentally ill person or a homeless person says they're being targeted by the government, they're being, they're getting locked up in the psych ward right away. They're not even getting a chance. And it's sad. Certainly sad. Um, I wish that I could do something to help you. Well, I mean, maybe somebody will listen to the podcast and be like, well, maybe she's not schizophrenic. I don't know. Right. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know, Yvette. I feel, oh God, I'm torn on this one. But, uh, but I do care for you a lot. And I, I really, all I can do at this point is, I guess, just wish you peace. I can just wish you peace. That's it. I just wish for peace for you. I hope that all this harassment that you have going on with you goes away. I just hope it all goes away for you. That's all I can do is just hope it goes away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just hope it goes away. What do you think? I mean, I hope it goes away too. I mean, I don't know. I don't know when someone's going to believe me or when anything is going to get investigated. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not going to say I don't believe you. I believe <laughs> you just you just did this whole time. <laughs> no, look, I I I believe I don't listen. I guess what I'll say is this: it's hard for me to believe. It's hard for me to understand. It's hard for me to find the logic behind it all or the motive. Or it's just hard for me to wrap my head around why this would happen. I believe that you believe what you're saying to me. That I believe wholeheartedly. I do not believe that you're lying or making it up at all. That's good. I don't. I don't think that you're lying or making it up at all. But what I what I truly wonder is, are the things that you're experiencing actually happening or not? That's the only thing I wonder. Are these things that you are experiencing in your mind or are they real? And I just, I, 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 I don't think you're going to want to hear this, but I just really hope that you can go and find somebody, a therapist that can, that can work with you and help you. I have, I have a therapist. How often do you see him or her? Well, since the quarantine, I haven't been able to see anybody, but I used to see a therapist like every two weeks. As a guy or a girl? Girl. And what, do you trust her? I mean, yeah. Um, and what does she say? Uh, I don't know. She believes me. I, my gut is, my gut is that she doesn't believe me. Um, but I, I see her on a, on a regular basis and we just, she just asked me questions about if the stalkers are still there, what they're doing to me and mm -hmm. different thing, different things like that. 
Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll keep seeing her and and keep yourself safe. And I hope you don't feel like I'm just bringing you on to mock you or discredit you. I'm absolutely not. I have respect for you, Yvette. And I'm concerned for you, regardless of what the situation is. That that, that I could say. Okay. And I know you're like, this guy thinks I'm making this shit up. Listen, <laughs> you know, uh, again, I don't think you're making it up. That I don't think. I don't think you're making this stuff up. So anyway, um, I, I do wish you the best. I really don't know what else I, I could say from here, but I'm going to do some research on this gang stalking thing and try to educate myself a little bit more about what's happening here. And maybe after that, I'll look at it totally differently. I see that there's a, uh, I see there's a vice, uh, little documentary on that. And I love vice. So I'm going to check out, check out that video nightmarish online world of gang stalking. So I'm going to watch that right now and try to see if I can figure out a little bit more about what's going on with this stuff. But when we post this, I'll make sure that we send you the link so you can check it out and share it with everybody. And, uh, and I really wish you the best. Well, if anybody does want to get a hold of me for resources, um, I started a website called protect female. Um, it's, uh, it's not up and running yet, but it's, it's the, you can look at it on, protectfemale.com slash home and then you could uh you could find that out and okay. hopefully i can get my nonprofit started to help other stalking victims cool are there any other resources that somebody that's a victim of stalking or gang stalking could use is there anything else you want to share that was good um I, there is no resources for stalking victims. When I looked up a bunch of them, uh, when I first started, there aren't any real good resources for, for the victims. Um, are Facebook groups helpful? Have they helped you? Yeah. Facebook groups. There's probably stalking Facebook groups, but if you, if you're a gang stalking target, there's a ton of Facebook groups for targeted individuals for gang stalking. Okay. All you have to look up is, is targeted individual gang stalking and, and you'll find a bunch of them. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, super, super interesting. And you hear other stories similar to yours, huh? All the time. Uh, the break-ins I hear a lot, the electronic harassment I hear a lot. They say V2K, this is going to sound outlandish, but they, some of them hear voices mm-hmm. um, and they say it's a, it's a medical device. They're hearing the voices through and it's not really happening to them. So that one's a little hard to understand. I don't hear a lot of poisoning and drugging. I feel like I was targeted just by, I, I hear poisoning and drugging a couple times by people, but not as much as me. And I don't know why. Hmm. I don't know why other people aren't getting it as much as I am. Well, I'm sorry for what you're going through. Yeah. Thank you. Really? I am. Uh, okay. Well, all right. I, Hey, I, I appreciate the time that you spent with me. I really do. And, uh, and, and we'll check on you in a while and see how you're doing. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You got it. Thanks. Take care. All right. Hey, like I said, 
I don't know. A delusion? Confusion? Or a government program? I don't know. I can't tell. Buddy Vet. I hope you're doing well. <laughs> I don't know, man. So hard to tell. I, I didn't know if I was talking to somebody who was mentally ill and I should have compassion for them, be concerned for their mental well-being, or if I'm dealing with somebody who's the victim of some strange program that I've never heard of before and hopefully never experienced for myself. You be the judge and decide if you think this is real or not, if gang stalking is a thing or if it's a figment of the imagination. But what I can tell you is that there's a group. (laughs) There's a Facebook group and there are lots of people in it. So if reality is perception and this is definitely real for somebody somewhere, Los Angeles, California. Another episode of Web Chats in the Books. Thank you for joining me. I'm out.